Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 31 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and with me, as always, is the island breeze personified, Sarah D. Bunting. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and uh, you might be wondering why I just referred to, to Sarah in such uh, island terms, and that's because our... Listener Matthew Elmsley wrote us recently to request that we discuss a series of songs by artists from the 60s who had one last hit in the 80s before they basically disappeared forever. Among those that he mentioned were Roy Orbison, who came back to chart life with the song You Got It right before he passed away. But on that list of songs that he recommended, there was really one that we felt we had to discuss. So, Matthew, I hope that you will understand, and I hope the rest of the listeners will forgive us when we say that the song we've chosen to talk about today is none other than Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Their return to chart form that hit number one as part of the cocktail soundtrack in 1988. Uh, Before we take another step... Let's just get it out of the way and listen to a clip of Coke. Bermuda, Bahama. made it <laughs> i oh god okay <laughs> i i'm not really sure where to start so <laughs> i'm just gonna dive in and say that uh while we're recording this we're listening along but like with a video yes to the music cue and this video uh, i mean john stamos is playing the bongos in a pink in this, tank top in a pink tank top, it might be a hypercolor tank top. <laughs> Every member of the Beach Boys, except that one guy who I'm, I can't always tell them all apart. It's not Mike Love. Mike Love's shirt is unbuttoned to his navel, and they're all wearing these like neon dad caps to cover their hair plugs. Al Jardine. I don't think he knows where he is. Like, he looks completely <laughs> glazed over. <clears throat> and, I mean, just from the opening bars of this song, I start having these, like, uh, vicarious cringes for everyone involved in the movie Cocktail, the creation of this song, people from Indiana who are like different Kokomo for like 25 years now. And I will also add that this song came out when I was in high school, like middle of high school. So my school an all girls school had a dance whose entire theme was this song. Of course you did. There's like sand in the gym and whatever. And I like dragged this, boy that I liked and you know I went to girls school my whole life so like if you wanted a day to a dance you had to ask so 
like, uh, and I think he was just being polite. He was a senior. He went to a different school and I was just a sophomore and I was kind of fat and we get there and the song is playing. And this is a guy who was into like the cramps and the remotes and he was totally not having it. And I wanted to die. And just thinking about this now, I, I still kind of want to die. Like I want to dig a hole in the rug, climb into it and die. <laughs> Everything about this song is so terrible. But, okay. oh my God, I laughed so much listening to it and making notes for this episode and just remembering like oh my god like that was a really long time ago and i i didn't die i survived (laughs) and chris menard wherever you are whatever happened to you i'm so sorry that i was a little blobby weirdo and i hope you're doing very well thank you for being nice to me and not calling attention to the fact that I was completely inept at life. Mark, how are you feeling right now? Okay, so I was nine when this song came out. So I was, I think, like third, fourth grade, fourth grade, maybe fifth grade, somewhere in there. That's a, but, that's a better age to be going yeah, through Kokomo than 14 or 15. Because <laughs> at that age, I remember very clearly that I and everyone else in my elementary school loved this song there were a few key songs in this period of my life that everyone in my elementary school lost their minds for i remember very clearly that the club nouveau remake of lean on me was a big one uh-huh. uh, we be jamon we be jamon that one i remember oh, that the, that sure. somebody came to school with the lyrics to lean on me printed out and we were passing it around and just and this song also just captured our young imaginations and listening to it again (laughs) which frankly i hadn't actually listened to this song in a long time and i realized well of course we all loved it because it's a it's a dumb chant it's just a it's it's a it's a list song it's a listicle and like little children love to be able to just sing along to something that's meaningless and fun and you basically feel like you this song was created for mommy and me song hour where everyone's in a circle on the big rug <laughs> and everyone's like aruba jamaica i love about and then they're just and then it's like then on the way home you know your mom in the car is like well mark this is a great time to learn about geography do you know what aruba is do you know what kokomo is oh wait kokomo is not really an island and that brings me to one of my adult issues with the song which is, if you're going to create an entire song about a fantasy getaway off the Florida Keys, don't make something up. What the fuck? Ugh. That was for our ch- the children who might be listening at home. Don't just, there, There's plenty of islands that have names that you can sing about. There's plenty of keys. There's yes. like 40. So here's – and, and I, I just, to me, that – fakeness of creating a fake island is also paired by the fact that in my research today I learned that this video oh, no. was filmed at a Disney resort in Florida that had not yet opened so the oh. this was the, the first guests of the Disney resort were the Beach Boys and they brought in these cheerleaders from UNLV to come be their audience <laughs> and I just think there's something so right about a fake island at a fake island resort with the Disney sheen on it. It's just, it, it's all a simulacrum. And well, and was, it really does go with the movie then yes, in that way, which is all, which oh my just God. this totally ersatz, like the new rock stars are, you know, bartenders, which I live in Brooklyn. 
So to some extent, you do see this kind of thing at places like, I don't even know if this place is still around anymore, but Weather Up, where like, they'd be dressed in the old time, eat with the visor, and they'd have like an arm garter. So their sleeve didn't get into the cucumber they were muddling or whatever the hell. Like, in a way, this sort of did come true. But in another way, have you actually ever sat through this entire feature film experience? I can remember being unable to finish watching it when I was a teenager. I just thought it was terrible. But let me say this before we move on. You make a great point, I think, about the whole culture of falseness that we're representing here. But I also want to point out that the Brooklyn bartender culture that would, I think, reflexively sneer at this is just as phony as the Kokomo. And I guarantee you that there is some dirty projector song that is the Brooklyn bartender version of Kokomo, where it's all Uh about creating some sort of false sense of culture that everyone can sort of mindlessly chant around. Anyway, sorry, complete sidebar. But I, I, when you were talking about the cocktail, right, and like somehow the, the magic bartender, the superstar bartender came to pass, I just had the thought, I bet that this song, Kokomo, has played at a Senior Frog's every night since that restaurant chain opened. Like, I guarantee you... Is that a you, chain? Oh, yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. Or like those Jimmy Buffett restaurants that exist. Oh, sure. Parrotville or whatever the fuck they're called. Any chain restaurant where you pay $14 to get an oversized, mostly sugar pina colada, Uh this song is playing right now. Probably. I also want to point out that I was startled to learn in doing my research today that this song is co-written by John Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. (laughs) That whore. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, it's a it's quite a step down from California Dreamin' to this, Mr. Phillips. Well, but the thing is, is it though? Because like <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Here's the thing. Like, those are two very the Beach Boys and the Mamas and the Papas are two very sort of like seemingly opposite ideas of the California experience in the 60s that are actually much like the fugazi quality of cocktail and the overly earnest small batchy brooklyn cocktail experience they're actually a lot closer in their you know humorlessness and like annoyingness than you'd think at first glance beach boys and mamas and the papas same thing right and the beach boys true the other thing, the the main similarity is that John Phillips at Al and you know the Wilsons at Al all really knew how to write a great fucking pop song. Like we still know who these people are, and it has been fifty years, yeah, longer in the Beach Boys case. And I don't want to get into the whole like cult of Brian Wilson's genius or whatever, because I'm kind of like. Everyone can sort of look brilliant if they take themselves out of the conversation pointedly enough. Right. But he is actually the at... only Beach Boy not involved with Kokomo, for yeah. instance. And yeah, for that alone, put him in the Hall of Fame if you can get him to get to the end of his driveway. But uh, he, like, the Beach Boys, even their sort of like cheesy songs about like cars and like. Yeah, you know, or be in true my to room, your school. There's like posters about surfing, and my parents aren't home, but we're still only going to go to second because I'm a nice boy. Like, 
but the harmonies are beautiful. They're like two minutes and 40 seconds long. They're built like they're beautifully machined. Like they're right. done by hand, but they're perfectly, they're like eggs, some of them. Like right. fun, fun, fun just came on on my old lady walk. It's it's back, people. Hashtag old lady walk today. And it was like, I had to do another loop around the block because I couldn't just like go in the house when that was on. And I don't know. <laughs> they're like Kokomo made them all a lot of money and launched them right back into the, you know, lucrative heart of summer like novelty touring right and god bless i mean my own personal experience with it was um kind of horrifying but i was 14 and literally every day was a garden of social terror so if it hadn't been this song it would have been death leopard or some other shit so yeah um well i i guess that in the long run is the 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 good legacy of Kokomo is that because of Kokomo, a lot of people who are our age know more just Beach Boy songs in general. Because Kokomo is the rather tapioca subject matter without the brilliant musical construction. But if Kokomo was your gateway to the Beach Boys, then you got to be true to your school and also... In your little deuce coop. But listening to those songs that are so sonically interesting and their their catchiness and silliness are not as soul crushing as this. So, and I think that's also true with some of the of the the requests that got us here in the first place. Like, you got it. Although is a brilliant song, I love that song. It also opened us the door to make people remember more about Roy Orbison and the Monkees were being going through a revival around this time. So. You know, Kokomo. The Grateful Dead, I think. This yeah, is like Touch a, of Grey. Yeah. yeah, at least used to be a source of some dissension in among the ranks of deadheads because, like, touchheads, quote unquote. Ah, uh, like, yes. Yeah, like they were considered annoying by the, like, true heads who had been, you know, asking for a miracle or whatever the lingo was. I was not into the dead, but <laughs> I remember, I distinctly remember an article, I think, in Sassy, which was like, you know, the, the war for the soul of the Grateful Dead. Like, wow, really? So with that said, here's what I will say to you, Kokomo. Girl, I don't love you, but I appreciate you. And I still know all your words. So if your ass come over, we're going to sink through it. And then I'm going to go take a shower. Uh, <laughs> I, I concur. Despite in the video feeling like every single Beach Boy was the old guy at the club. <laughs> they they literally were the old guys at a club they founded. Uh, I don't begrudge them a single dollar of this money, even if it was completely cynically um, intended. Soundtracks and charting back then, like that's that's how you put another garage on. And God bless. Good for you. Get your money. We'll see you at Jimmy Buffett's restaurant. Uh huh. Music 
Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. And today's theme song was written by David Gregory Byrne. Want to request a song or buy an ad? We'd love that. Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. Hit us up on our Facebook page, mastus.podcast, or tweet us at talksongs. We'd also really love to nab a top 100 ranking on iTunes Music Podcast chart, so if you like the show, can you please head to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a good review? It helps our numbers, and it makes us feel really good about ourselves. That is right. So until next time, this is Mark. This is Sarah. And And this this is is Mark Mark and Sarah Sarah Talk talk About about Songs. songs. Oh, my God! (laughs) We we will never do it correctly. It's part of our chart. No, I felt like we did that time. Was a soft, more plan to go to squat more, but you changed your mind one day. Standing on the turnpike, thumb out the hitchhike, take it to New York right away. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.